Hey everybody, this is While I Talk. I'm Will. I'm Dan. Today we are out on Leech Lake out of Pikedale Resort. Pre-fishing for a trip tomorrow. Squeezing in a podcast. Yep. Multitasking. Yeah. It's a pretty good way to multitask. Like I get real excited when I'm thinking that we're gonna get to fish together and do a podcast. Yeah. How could how does it get any better? doesn't. It does not get any better. What are we doing out here, Dan? Uh, we're pulling crankbaits. How's it going so far? <laughs> I feel good about the system. We haven't got a bite yet. It That's took okay. us longer to uh, get the mics working than it did to... Anything else combined. Anything else. Uh, we got... Somebody said you got to get new mics. We're, I'm sorry about the mics. We have nice mics. We bought nice ones. We're just... Uh, we'll we're play. still two dumb fishermen. Yeah. Will likes that one, and I like to hide behind that one, too. So we're trying our best. Also, if any of you were at all offended by a certain part of last week's podcast, that's my bad. Because I, I didn't edit it out. We're just dumb fishermen. Yep. And, like, you can't blame Will for this one because Will was just doing Will stuff. And that's, like, part of the deal. Will does Will stuff. I, know, I didn't mean to go rogue. And I just added out. If, uh, if I'm just a filter for what I think needs to get edited. <laughs> Susie Richardson, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Look at them eagles. Oh, yeah. They're eating dead muskies over there. They must there. be at the Hotel California. <laughs> um, this week, what are we doing, Wilbur? What are we, uh, I mean, well, besides we're pulling crankbaits. We got the old doing? preview, or the review, uh, what we did this past week. We're going to try a new segment. It's the Fish of the Week. Fish of the Week. It's the Fish du Jour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the last week, of, or the last of summer. Yep. Uh, spot potential. Then we're going to do a preview, and then we're going to get out of here. That sounds like a good one. We have a listener question we'll put in here, too. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. I know we're pulling cranks here, but that's a porta dock, dude. Should we pitch some jigs? Dude, we, yeah, give me there. All right, let's take a break and uh, we'll pitch that porta dock. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-dock.com. Porta-dock.com. Find your local porta dock dealer today. Porta-dock.com. It's the weekend review. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're firing on all cylinders here. I'm hot today. Um, my week. Oh, I had a pretty good walleye day yesterday on uh, one of our local Longville lakes. Oh, really, Dan? How well, how, how well did you do? I, we caught six. Nice. And uh, we, we started at 9.30. Oh, wow. Because of the storm. And caught six. Wasn't it hotter than Africa out? No, not at the beginning. At the beginning, it was real nice. Nice. And then by the end, I mean, cleaning fish, I was sweating pretty good. But um, no, it was great. Lindy rigging a night crawler. And then, oh, God, just a freaking smallmouth, dude. Are, they're unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I got an email from the fisheries guy. Woman Lake kicked out one that was. 0.32 pounds short of Eight the pounds, or seven pounds, 15 ounces, and two tenths. Crazy. Yeah. I saw a picture of it. Insane. <laughs> Insane. You know what the guy was doing? 
Tell me he was walleye fishing. He was crappie fishing. fishing. Cut in on an ultralight. That could have been us. It could have been us. I bet he wasn't catching any crappies. No, he wailed on him. <laughs> you know who Steve Plant is? Uh, I know the name. Uh, he, he won the he won the, the Muskie Zinc tournament uh, a few years ago. Him and Mike Bowen. Okay. Uh, for, uh, on a, yeah. a ter- on a terrific body of water. Gotcha. Yeah, Th- those guys are awesome fishermen. Funny dudes too. Little grumpy. You just gotta make fun of them a little bit. They'll warm right up. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, one good day today. Post fronty feeling in the morning. Yeah. And uh, not so great, but not so terrible either. Crappy fish is still good. Yes. Yep. That one is waning though. I also think it's uh, like I was thinking today. We started out fishing walleyes. Walleye fishing. Well, I wasn't over a ton of them. Um, and part of it, that is on me, but also that the spots I'm fishing are for sure like feeding locations. Yep. So if I'm over a ton of them, they're feeding, they're, they're feeding. Yeah. You're um, not, you're not over dormant fish. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then when we went crappie fishing, even we were missing lots, like even the crappies were not biting. That That's good. not a good sign. And you can get, you can still get them. Right. No problem. But it, they're not biting that good. Right. So that was uh, overall pretty pretty solid week. Did another walleye school. Um, did that. That's what does that consist it's of? Three half days, and it's got to involve a kid. The perfect age I would say would be like twelve to sixteen. Um, and, uh, Old enough to learn something. Yep. Young enough to yeah, it's the, be ambitious it's about the, it. Like teenagers who are all fired up about fishing, and maybe you as a mom or dad don't. Um, it's not necessarily your thing, but you're trying to provide opportunities. Uh, you get a couple, get three half days with me, and we'll do a bunch of different things and try to uh, hone their walleye skills. Yeah, well, and you can learn some, you know, people, what they don't realize is you learn a lot of valuable lessons just being out in a boat, relying on yourself to, to, to figure it out. You know, that's a good one. mark. Catch that one. That one should eat, too. Um, I don't know. It's it's just it's good for the soul to get all fish in a bunch. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, not to brag, but last year my first walleye school ever was a kid named Parker Davis. Parker and Sam. Sam's his brother. Parker is just like my favorite, and uh, <laughs> he got a fourteenth in the state championship bass tournament on the last this past he, week. He did. Yeah, I take no credit for that at all. But, uh, How great is that? I like to I like to see that kid do good. I would take all the credit though. <laughs> don't be afraid, Dan. Just take credit where it's not you know where you don't deserve it. Not from the children's. Sure. He he earned he's he's earned it all, I think. You're just trying to live your life through this youngster. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> all right, how was your week? Had a good week. Uh had one panfish trip with Mark Schill <gasps> and we Whale not yeah, he lives right there. We're right in front of his house. Wave him, Mark. Um, we did really well. Uh, caught a couple walleyes, uh, some big pike. Dude, that's the one thing that's nice about this time of year. A lot less hammer handles, a lot more big pike. Yeah. And we've been I've been seeing a lot more of those this week. Uh, had a good walleye day uh, earlier in the week. We caught six of them and caught some nice ones. Caught some giant smallmouth too. And then I had a good walleye day today. And we ended up catching a 35-inch gator. Nice. It was really fun. That was really fun. So I, Yeah, fishing is 
like while the walleyes aren't, you know, we're not filling filling limits of walleyes yet. Um, uh, it's close, and like you, the indicators are getting getting uh, getting some walleyes. Uh, definitely, I've seen some spots where I'm like, ooh, this is this is good. Baits and, showing up, and then also the smallmouth and piker. I think that's an indicator mm-hmm. that things are things are moving right, moving in the right direction. It's not one of those deals like in the springtime where a life congregates, but in this situation, big life congregates. Right, Agreed. big Agreed. pike and big smallmouth are a good indication that you're gonna you're gonna eventually run into a, a really uh, very good, very edible school of walleyes. Yeah, it's a little odd. Well, because those walleyes could definitely be food for some of the the gators we're catching. Yeah, I mean that one. Yeah, thirty-five inch can eat a thirteen-inch walleye pretty easy. Right. It ate a a six-inch creek chub like nothing. So, um, um, you go. Otherwise. Uh, overall, a very good week. Oh, I had a question for you. Yeah, what's the question? Um, what CD is currently in your CD player? Michael Jackson? Chamona. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's my guilty pleasure. Dude, that guy wails. <laughs> why is that a... Th- why are you laughing at that? He's good. I'm not critiquing at all. I just like how far greatest, you are about everything that you... Greatest hits, baby. We could ooh, do a... Ooh. I think we should do a... Maybe that would be um, a way to engage with our audience. It's like, let's put together the best walleye fishing soundtrack of all time. Oh. You're going to spend eight hours? Tournament day, maybe. No, just like eight hours with a good buddy where you really want to whale on them. Yes. What? What is your... Uh, You've got to plan it out, too, because your slow times, you're going to need something to bump you up. Yep. Oh, yeah. You and can't have the same... Uh, the same type of music the whole time. Right, because you're going to have to change your luck every now and then. Yep. I, when, I listen to specific music uh, before, like on the drive to the access, based quite a bit on what the weather is like. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I think I'm going to have to be, like, kind of kicking butt, you know, like, if it's ripping, like, I'm not listening to any, any uh, smooth jams. You're not listening to Gordon Lightfoot? Gordon Lightfoot is great for any, any, any <laughs> weather. Make no mistake about it. <laughs> You're looking for a, um, a music uh, song, a band to listen to to like get fired up. I really like the Dead South. Listen, if you're interested, give it a listen. All right, enough about the music. Now what? what um, now? We are going to go to the fish of the week. Dan, this was your brainchild. Why yeah. don't you start us off with I this new so segment? Like, I really want it to be like, what brought it up is I had two, two real curious things or odd things happen. And the fish we caught were not that interesting at all. Both of them are like 22-inch northerns. Okay. For, <laughs> I was rigging minnows with Brett Sween, avid listener. Yep. Um, and uh, his kid gets a bite. First pass, kid gets a bite, it's dropping line. Brett gets a bite, it's dropping line. Kid sets the hook, got a fish on for about five seconds, breaks him off. Brett, like, waited for that to happen before he set the hook. Brett sets the hook, has a fish on for, like, ten seconds, comes off. I'm like, all right, I think we probably had a pike and, and hopefully a walleye on, on that pass. Next pass, I'm fishing a jig wrap. 
catch one, 22 inch northern, two creekies, two creekies in there. So that northern in a matter, if, like what's interesting to me is the timing, right? That northern went, ooh, a creek chub. And then like three seconds later went, ooh, a creek chub. And <laughs> bit them both. both creekies in his mouth. <laughs> and then the other one, we were rigging a creek chub and a uh, guy catches a northern, he, he's, or he's bringing it in, and he gets it to the boat, and the, like, I don't see the sinker, right? We're rigging, and I don't see the sinker. And I get the net right underneath the fish, and I net it, and it spits out the sinker. Just the sinker. It ate the sinker. Doesn't have a... Doesn't have a hook in its mouth. It Got just the sinker bit the sinker. in its mouth. That's... Weird. Super weird. That's weird. <laughs> it just bit the sinker. Yep. You know, like. So describe the shape of your sinker. So, so people call them well pencil weights. It's like a, it's a what is it? A three inch wire with a chunk of lead in between. And uh, yeah, that looked tasty to that northern that particular day. Huh. Do you have a fish of the week? Uh, well, it was this morning. We ended up getting a, that 35-inch pike, um, rigging a giant minnow. Uh, I had avid listeners, Eric. Uh, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't remember your last name, Eric. Um, but he was a very avid listener. Loved the joke last week. Um, <laughs> him and his kids, and we. I put on the biggest creek. I said. I asked him, I was like, well, do you want like a Dan Creek Chub or do you want a don't, Will Creek don't, Chub? Don't. That's exactly what I said. He's like, well, I'll try your Creek Chub. And we pulled it for about five minutes and nothing happened. And all of a sudden his minnow like shook once. And he's like, I don't know, I, was that a fish or was that my minnow? And that specific movement was the minnow. And then, you know, a half a second later, a ka-thump. Uh, he let out a bunch of line and boom, sets the hook on a big fish. You know, we didn't know what it was. It was just a big fish out in, you know, 18 feet of water. Stand down, stand down. He's got a great video of it. Um, and he gets it up. It comes up under the boat. He's like, oh, my God, it's a big pike. And it was certainly a big pike. Very plump. Very Super awesome. Healthy. Yeah. You know, for that lake, they're all healthy when they're that big. That's true. Yep. You don't see very many snaky ones after N- they're Unless about- they're 20 inches. Right. After two feet, they're... They're pretty nice right. out there. Very. I have yet to catch a nice pike off that lake yet this year, which is unusual. Right. Usually, usually once we start pulling that mid lake stuff, yep. that's when we catch them. Mm-hmm. We might catch one on this little knob here. Yeah, I'm about over it. I think we'll to make sure we can keep recording because I'm running on nine and a half right now for my. Really? Yeah. But we're going. Oh, I suppose points. you didn't charge this morning. Point four. Okay. Um, well, we'll go find something else to do. Oh, I think we should pull it again and switch baits. Oh, with the trolling motor? Or yeah. use a big motor? No, with the trolling motor. Oh, okay. I got no problem running it on nine and a half. I'm just saying. Uh, Is that a fish or are you bouncing rock? That's bouncing bottom, ain't it? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to try to run. I guess we could run it the other direction. Or do you want to keep going up wind, do you think? I don't know. I know nothing. Fine. Fine. Oh. Let's change baits. Okay. We're going to take a break, and we're going to change baits, and then we'll be right back. Sounds good.
Um, that's a good sign. This week's episode is brought to you by the Muskie House Marine in Longville, Minnesota. They are a Porter Dock dealer, they are a Warrior Boat dealer, and they are a Premier Pontoon dealer. They have the 2021 Premier Pontoons in their showroom right now. So this is often the time people are thinking, yeah, I'm sort of, uh, I'm over this one. It's time to upgrade our pontoon. Premier Pontoon lives up to its name. If you're looking for a deal on the greatest pontoon on the water, get into the Muskie House now and start thinking about 2021. Dan, you got a listener question for Bob Cords. What's the listener question right now? I do have to clarify something. So Bob emailed me and he said, Dan, I can't believe you're selling your boat. All you do is say nice things about your boat. So I should clarify that uh, I'm part of the Warrior Pro staff. My plan is to buy and sell Warrior boats every year or two. So I'm going to run this boat for a season or two and then buy the same thing. I have no complaints about the boat at all. In fact, if I were to sell it this fall, I would buy literally the exact same thing. You'd get the Suzuki, you'd get, mm -hmm. you'd yep. just do it all again. I would just do it all again. Um, so if you're looking for a lightly used 2090 that's been trained quite well. Uh, it's a fish what catcher. I'm, that's what I'm looking to do with it. His question though was what is a tougher situation for you as guides are just catching fish, 20 mile an hour winds or dead calm hot summer doldrums? He says, I have not had much luck in either situation. You can take it first. It just, there's there's a lot more variables though, right? So like 20 mile an hour winds. Um, in May? In May. <laughs> <laughs> in October. <laughs> um, I'm all gassed. Right. But the hot summer doldrums for sure if you just go by fish count 20 mile an hour wind it takes one day the problem is you like it is far more work and you're not as comfortable for sure catching, you have to have the catching. right clients to do that yeah and like 20 mile an hour wind in july is certainly better than dead calm in july yeah, but, but it's, it's a huge pain in the butt and you're dealing with like pretty low numbers of hopeful catches, right. right? Right, absolutely. So what's better, four walleyes with 20 mile an hour wind or zero walleyes, dead calm, clear in 85? And catch a bunch of crappies. Right. So it, it certainly depends on the, the customers. Um, but I think I'll take the wind. I will admit that I, I think there's a point that this lake can get too windy. I'd agree. Not, not like unsafe too windy. Like fish just don't eat too yeah. windy. Can't yep. can't keep your your stuff slow enough. Yep. But I I'll say like certain times of year you can't have it windy enough though. There's two weeks in the spring and a week in the fall where it doesn't really matter how rough it is. Because they gotta eat. They gotta eat. Yeah. But the other uh, forty nine weeks of the year you can absolutely have it too rough. Absolutely. For sure. I'd agree, with I'd agree with you though. 20 mile an hour winds, if you look just at the statistics of it, um, you're gonna catch more. Yeah. For, <laughs> for me as a guide in July, when I'm looking at fish catching trips, you know, people are more interested in just having a good time on the lake. Dead calm and clear is probably what I would prefer. For sure. Because most of my- Although, if you're on some of these little lakes that we go to in yeah, July, that's true. it doesn't matter at all anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not like we're using our big minnow to back. Back us up. Definitely. 
the other day was definitely in the mood just to run my big motor all day. <laughs> all day. I just want to run in reverse and pitch. Just going to put that out there, Dan. I was thinking about you. I was like, Dan, we just need to put her in reverse. We need to put her in reverse and just pitch them. <laughs> I kind of wanted to do that tonight at the end. That Well, we're not going to be putting the boat in reverse, but we could go pitch at some tonight. We're going to be in a bit of a time crunch because we only have like 35 minutes left until sunset. What time is it's it? 7.30. Oh, my gosh. Like... I was going to be pissed. No. <laughs> you had to work long. I did. What's our next topic on the uh, 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 magic erase or the magic <laughs> magic pen? We did the fish of the week. The last of summer. The yeah. last bit of summer. So I think for me that just means like the multi-species thing is going to fall away. And like I'm always ready for it. I maybe like miss it a little bit. No. No. Well, maybe. maybe. So the situation that you'll be, okay, oh, i got to go catch crappies now. Is because you catch all your walleyes yeah. early, yeah. especially on a couple of particular bodies of water. Yeah, I'm then, sure I'm still going to be. Well, I don't mean to cut. You keep going on. You keep going on. Well, I just we're usually we get a big drop off in pressure and in people, and who knows what this year is going to be. I don't know if that's going to happen. Talking or not. to the resort owners. Yep. Talking to Jamie from Sugar Point Resort. Mm-hmm. He says he's, well, he's still ordering stuff, and he never, he doesn't, like, as far as stuff for the, supplies, like, groceries or... for the, the, the people who are staying. Yep. Usually he's done two weeks ago, but he's booked all the way through September full. Right. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So I would expect to see an increased amount of fishing pressure, which will actually be a pretty big headache, I think, right. for you and I. Uh, uh, not that we're not... I don't want to complain too much, but it's it is a complicating factor to a guide's day. And September on one one lake, it's gonna be it's gonna be real bad for you. Yeah, you're a very recognized uh, boat out there, and people see you as being the uh, the head honcho out there. If anybody knows where they're biting, it's Dan Ryan. That's just not true. That's a bold face. I'm fishing rock bass all through September, folks. Are you actually? Yeah. I booked only rock bass trips. I know a lot of guys. You looking for the state record? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it'll come. I think I've caught a dozen of them, probably. Oh, there's lots of them. Most guides, you know, a lot of guides will switch to fishing muskies July and August. September is a hugely underrated rock bass month. Really? Yep. I I love love it. Tell me You got to drop shot them, though. Really? That's the only way I can get them. Now, are you are you using plastics? Or are you putting? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a plastic out of Japan that looks just like a dead curled fathead minnow. Mm, mm, I can't mm. quite get the perfect curl with the real fathead minnow, so yeah, I, imitation. Yep, I reached out to a company. In uh, so Japan. almost, if you take a bite out of a funyun and yes, you put it that's, onto that's a perfect, yeah, like two thirds of a funyun in the first bite. That last third is about what I'm looking for out of this. I've never been a fan of taking more than one bite out of a Funyun, <laughs> but now you're making me think about it. Mm. Mm. Intriguing. Very intriguing. What do you think about the end of summer? Uh, I think it's really, I, th- I, I think potentially it could happen now. Like, we've got a major cold front coming up the next week. We've got rain. We've got cloud cover. We've got cold nights. We could start seeing not necessarily fish show up in our fall spots, but fish deciding they want to eat at 
11 in the morning. Right. And they're going to probably eat a nightcrawler. And still eat a nightcrawler. Yeah. But it's progress because they're not done eating like this morning. We, I think our last walleye came at 9.30. Yeah. Started at 7. Our last walleye came at 9.30. Right. I assume you're, like, I have, that's a typical conversation I have right now. Like, probably give the walleyes an hour, hour and a half, and then switch gears if, if they want to do the But I was over walleyes the whole time. Sure. I, I, what I think are walleyes. Walleyes or smallmouth. Right. But if I go over to that school, when the water temperature is not 74, when it's 67. Right. As long I as think you're over the, them, you're going to get them, you're going to get a couple to bite. As I long think as they're the gonna screen eat. is busy. Yep. Yesterday felt that way. So yesterday I fished them until about noon and uh, like gave the folk, it wasn't, you know, we only ended up with six fish. So it wasn't like crazy good. We did fish one other spot, but I, I told him like, we can switch. And, you know, if, like, the tempo of your bites is not what you're hoping for, we can switch right now. But we can for sure catch a couple more here. Like, that's how I feel. I think we can, if we stick around, we can catch a couple more. And that, that, just, that feeling just lasts longer and longer. Right. Or more and more as we, as we wear on into the fall. And that's a good feeling. It is a great feeling because it, it's not, uh, you know, especially folks who come up for the weekends, they're looking at four hours of quality fishing, uh, for the weekend, right? You know, if they're fishing in Saturday the summertime, Sunday, yeah. Yep. And now that that time just gets it extended. just gets longer. The days get shorter, but the the quality gets longer. Yes, uh, which is cool. And we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see the quality of fish go up with that. Oh, for sure. Yep. A lot less eleven inches. Well, there's going to be a lot more eleven inches. But in our box, we're gonna see instead of fourteen inches, we're gonna see more seventeen, mm-hmm. eighteen, nineteen inches. Which is uh, very nice to see. Yeah, it's so it's super nice out today. Uh, very comfortable. We got a few sprinkles. Seventy-two degrees when I got here. We got a northwest wind at about seven. We're in the yeah. We launched out of Pikedale. Launched out of Pikedale, like our favorite place. Nice to be. Nice place to be. The people are great. Scenery is unbelievable. We, uh, what's the next topic? Should we do another one or you want to take a break? Uh, let's take a break because I don't know what I did with the notepad. This episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you by Woman Lake Lodge. Woman Lake Lodge is a great place for you and your family to stay for the 2021 season. Now, if you're interested in staying in the Longville area, meeting up with Dan and I, Go ahead and book a stay at Woman Lake Lodge. It's a busy place, so book now for the 2021 season. And they have free, or they have homemade donuts. Not free donuts, homemade donuts. <laughs> and we're back. Ooh, I got something to talk about. What's up? Uh, do you ever listen to the Meat Eater podcast? I do. So the Meat Eater Podcast is starting a fishing podcast. Really? Yeah. Steve Ranella. He's not going to be the host. Call us. Yeah. We're on it. So it's called Bent, which is a pretty good name. That is a good name. Good name for a fishing podcast. But the guys were, I heard like the hosts, the two hosts talking about it. Like, yeah, we're like nothing else in the fishing podcast world. We just don't take ourselves too seriously. Everybody else out there is taking themselves too seriously. Who do these guys think they are? Stealing the business model? Come on. We, we have like 100,000 listeners. I don't care about 
meat eater having 37 million listeners. Who does this guy think he is? I don't know. He obviously doesn't know about walleye talk with Will and Dan. Clearly. Um, so, if you if you are an overlapper, if you listen to the meat eater and uh, walleye talk, maybe leave some, leave some comments on their Instagram about how this has already been done, boys. Yeah. You want a not-so-serious fishing podcast with a couple guys who don't really know what they're doing. It's already been covered. We Might got as well it. give it up. Just send your listeners over to Walleye Talk. With if you want to know how to catch a four-inch perch on a spinner rig, <laughs> you, know, you come talk to me. You come talk to me. All right, this uh, topic was called spot potential. Spot potential. Spot potential. Spot potential. Because you got all sorts of spots on a lake, and uh, some of them have the potential to kick out a bunch of walleye. Fill you out. Mm-hmm. And then there are other spots that just don't have that tank. Potential. They just but, tank. Well, no, I'm not saying they tank. Yeah. No. If you give your hopes up, you're like, yeah, I'm going to fill out on this spot tomorrow. You're going to tank. Oh, yeah, for sure. But if you go back to a couple weeks when we were talking about the nickel and dime approach to walleye fishing, if you know that you can pretty consistently get a fish or two at a spot, then that's not... Like, I just feel like knowing the potential of what the spot can produce and knowing its limitations, uh, that, that's a good thing to, to, to key in on, you know? And then right. it also is like, you, if you know, if you get, you know, it's going to take a while to develop that feeling about a spot. But it, it also means that you can fish and catch two pretty efficiently. You know what I'm saying? And get out of it. And get out of it. Yep. Um, People will look at you funny, though. If you catch a couple and then fail. Yeah, this is all this place is going to have. I think a fair amount of it has to do with size, you know, size of the lake you're on and then also size of the spot you're on. But then also I just think, uh, I'm thinking about Woman Lake in particular now. I've got quite a few spots that will kick out one or two this time of year, and that's it. Um, and, And that's good. That's fine. You don't have anything hit, to add, do you? You hit six spots. Mm-hmm. You've got yourself a pretty good day for this time of year. For sure. Right? Yeah. That's what you're getting at. Yep. Um, I do really like it when people can fish jig wraps on spots like that because I do also feel like those fish are very susceptible to jig wraps. Because they don't see a ton of them? Oh, I think it has maybe more to do with it. Like, if you line up the two things I've said now, there's probably not a lot of food there. There's probably some food, but not a lot of food. So the fish living on that spot are not dealing with a ton of of available eating options, right? right? And something like that stands out a lot. They're used to probably having to like hunt, being real opportunistic hunters. You got two you know? chances, three chances a day. Yep. Don't mess this up, Dan. Right. right. And if they're on the spot, they they probably yeah, whatever. So I feel like jig wraps are real um, productive on spots like that. Ice bounce rock. You got a fish on? No. I think it's a fish, Dan. Oh, no. That is ugly. Oh, boy, it is ugly. Can you nope. turn that thing no, up? You got it out? We're good. We're you good. got a fish? Still got a fish, yep. That's a big one. It's not actually a fish. You have, you have nothing to add to this conversation? So, I do. I do. So, on a little lake that we pull the weed edge on a ton, uh... I've got like the perfect situation like that can relate to this. So I've got a firm bottom area that grows K 
cabbage. The cabbage bed takes about 30 seconds to cover. You cover it three times, you either catch two or three, or you don't catch them. You don't live or die by it, but you make sure you hit it when you need to. Sure. The wind's blowing out of the south, you make sure you hit it. It's just a little baby corner yep. by a sand beach. Yep. That's uh, that's a good, like micro spots are a good place to, to categorize that. Because they're either gonna have them, or they don't, mm-hmm. and you can't you can't you know bet the bet the farm on it. But if you have a bunch of those in your back pocket, you can certainly make yourself a date. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's another spot where tillers super they shine tillers, on the micro spots. Tillers and vantages shine because you pull in there, stop like right where you want to be, put your vantage down. Everybody's real close to their fishing location. They got the rod in their hand already. Not that whole like shuffle that happens. Yeah. Get a bow mount down. Let me get, get up front and put the bow mount down. Yeah. I had a vantage issue this week and had to run my bow mount. I got my bow mount down right now, so I'm not like. Always... How's your vantage? Huh? Is your vantage back? Vantage is back. I love that thing, man. Um, How do you ever go back from having a vantage to not having a vantage? I don't think so. That's what they're designed to do. They're designed to go back. Interesting. Um, but you can spin it forward. You can. What's the point of that? Super versatile. I don't know. I, I've never done it much. Chad Smith, the guy I bought, bought my boat from, mm-hmm. maybe he just had it for storage, but he had the thing facing forward. Actually, uh, my Stratus, when I bought my Stratus, it had advantage and it was faced forward. Is that for storage? I don't know. Or is that for people who don't like going backwards? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea I why. personally enjoy going backwards. I agree. So does my kid. likes to scoot backwards. <laughs> Kid stands up now. No way. Yep. All by himself? Yeah, he likes Sunny. Is sunny. that a fish? That's a fish. No, it's not. No, it's not. Quit saying that. Oof. Duh. Quit saying that. I keep thinking they're, they're fi- You don't have your clicker on, Dan. Um, yeah, he likes to use Sunny as sort of like a backrest, like a safety net. So he'll crawl over to Sunny, then he'll stick his butt up in the air like next to Sunny. And then he'll stand up, and it allows him to, when he does eventually fall backwards, he lands on a dock. Nice, soft, like, nice, soft, furry. Like an eight-inch landing, or eight-inch fall, and he lands on a dock. Boy, must, must be tough. Sonny is a good baby dog. All right, we got to move on. We covered the we covered the micro spots. It was a short, it was but a sweet. small topic. <laughs> So we got a preview. We got a weekend preview. Well, we're fishing out here tomorrow. You're bouncing bottom again, if you want to do that. Um, what do you think you're going to be crankbaiting? Is that what you think you're going to be doing? I'll probably spend an hour, hour and a half doing it. And then... Uh, Pulling spinners, jig wraps, big minnows. Yeah, and then and super shallow on a hope and a prayer. Yep. Well, it it could easily happen. Yeah. I, we're just a long ways away from it. Otherwise, I'd go there right now. Yeah. But it would take a long time to get there. And then uh, I'm excited. Like, I just feel like we're over it. We're over the, the doldrums, and things will start to get better. I'm sure I'll have a day or two this week where I'm like, nope, you were wrong. Yeah, this sucked. <laughs> but uh, I think in general, things are looking up, and I hope... Other people are feeling that way. I think you should be up here fishing if you can. 
it's a pretty upbeat time of year. Um, you know, there's lots of things to do in this area. Uh, even if, you, you know, yeah, it, it, there, it's a great time of year to be here. Fishing's going to get better and it's going to get substantially better very soon. Um, you know, September is right around the corner. There's tons of stuff to do in September, especially once you get towards the end. Fishing's going to get tremendous. Yep. Um, grouse hunting's great up here. Oh, can't wait. Can't either, wait. Either can the doggo. We, uh, we've already planned a grouse trip. Um, it's going to take place 12 years from now. <laughs> um, we already know the outcome. So, you know, strictly going off our personalities, what we think is going to happen. Uh, I, I can firmly predict what's going to happen. My daughter, she's going to be a terrible shot. You get her out on the sporting clays, she's not going to hit a, hardly a one. <laughs> Grammy's going to be a wizard out there. But nobody's going to kill more grouse than my daughter. There ain't no way in hell. There ain't no way. That's just almost certainly true, man. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably true. She's just going to be, she's going to be one. I think you might be selling her short. She could be a crack shot and have the hunter-killer attitude. And then mm. she'd be real dangerous. Oof. Oof. Look out, boys. Look out, boys. <laughs> Grant, you're going you're gonna to have your hands full. You're going to have your hands full. Um, I'm going to be out on leech the next, I, mean, I got two trips out here tomorrow. I got a musky trip, which I'm pretty excited about in the morning uh, with this rain coming. And then I uh, got that trip out here with you in the evening. And then next week looks pretty open. So if you're looking for a up north getaway, get on up here. We'll find you a place to stay for a couple nights. We'll get you out walleye fishing, musky fishing, crappie fishing. I'm, yep. not, a, I'm not afraid to get out there. Give a, well, how do people get a hold of you? That's just, that's the deal. Like, and I'm fine with it for podcast stuff. You can get me on the Gamail. I'm on the Gamail. And but people have a hard time spelling that name, dude. It's W I L with one L, singular. They my parents they saved one for love, right? <laughs> w I L, N E U, R U R E R at gmail.com. It's easier if you say it fast. N E U R U R E R, uh, goes just like it's just like Jello. Nothing to it. Just hit that 15-second uh, rewind button on your podcast app a couple times. W-I-L-N-E-U-R-U-R-U-R <laughs> at gmail.com. Didn't give Will a call. Give me on the Gmail. If I wasn't guiding, I would be booking a trip with you. But I'm booked. I'm booked. Yeah, it's it, it's been fun the last week, so yeah. go ahead and get a hold of me. Things are, we'll things go have are some looking. more fun. I feel like I had one more thing. You talked to me before the podcast. You're like... You want me to talk to you about something, but I don't want to talk to you about it until mm. the podcast. Creakies, double creaky bite. Mm. Eating the weight, dude. Come dude, that's on. wild. That is wild. That's wild that stayed on. So on braid, if you get any sort of a nick in your braid, you can just tug on it and it'll break. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable that he had the whole sinker in his mouth and never nicked the braid. Right. I wonder, I would, it would never have even crossed my mind if I had come up, if the customer had come up with nothing on the rig, just like braid, nothing else. I would never have thought, oh, I think a northern bit your sinker. Probably bit you off at the sinker. Yeah. Wild times, man. Just give me a second. The tales of 2020. There's a couple. There's a fish down there. I I feel like I had another thing. Turns out we're terrible at pulling crankbaits. I mean, turns out we kind of knew. Who would have thought that? 
I don't want to be terrible at it anymore, though. Well, work just, hard. We, just be better at it. Uh, we, we just don't have the time. We don't have the time. This is the only not day off I had. I, like, evening the off. The only evening off when we spent it. I, I mean, I would not want to do anything else except not pulling crankbaits. <laughs> You'd like to be in the boat together not pulling crankbaits. Yeah. Understandable. Someday. Someday we'll figure it out. You know, I was talking, well, you talked to Bob a little bit too. He really enjoys that lead core. I've never lead core. No, he did that on Lake of the Woods and he caught like a million and they were all like six pounds or better. Yeah, that sounds pretty fun. That sounds like a Bob Landerville thing to do. Yeah. Have we just tried just to be Bob Landerville? No, he doesn't pull cranks out here. Uh, he doesn't even fish walleye. That's right true. Now. That's really true. <laughs> um, I'd love to have a jig and a minnow off with Bob Landerville. No big minnows. Have you ever in... fished in the same boat as Bob? I haven't. Have you? I haven't either. That would be so much fun. I'd be willing to pull money together just to do it. Just to book him? Yeah. I want to book you for October... Oh, October 4th. But here we go. We've decided. The minds have decided. Yes. Fall Bonanza is in. It's going to happen. I just got to get the paperwork ready. Are you ready for the date? I'm ready. Algers, Algers, write this down. October 11th. Oh, my oh yeah. God. It's going to be dangerous. You got to be joking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I've got such dirty plans. Nobody's going to be able to stand it. Nobody's going to be able I'm going to fill that box so stinking quick. Hmm. You know all about it. I do know all about it. I'm doing that, it, though. They're gonna... in the sand. They're in the sand. Mark. Mark. They're in the sand. Hey, what's Mark up to? Does he have a big tournament on Saturday? He's got a big tournament, I believe. Isn't it on Sunday? Well, he's fishing on Wooman. Big uh, bass tournament. On yeah, Wooman. bass tournament on Wooman. Where's the weigh-in? Patrick's. At Patrick's. Yep. Who's hosting the tournament? It's a MT3. I got a fish. Hey. hey. Oh, I lost a fish. Ah, that was a fish. It was for sure. <laughs> There's fishes here. We're going to keep cranking then. Okay. <laughs> I had one. Can you believe it? And then it got off. That was kind of cool. I want to catch one. I, I almost caught one. I thought about it. I don't think there's anything you can do about that, right? He just hit it, blah, 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 off. Stupid. Stupid. You should put more hooks on this. There's only two <laughs> sets of trebles. What if we double it? What if we put... Two sets of six hooks on there. <laughs> I think that's a better idea. Somebody make me some hooks. Okay. But this is a, this is an episode of Walleye Talk. Oh, this is it. This is it. We couldn't be happier. Walleye Talk passed 100,000 listeners a couple weeks ago. I can't remember if I mentioned that or not. Uh-uh. It's been listened to 100,000 times. Now it's up to like 105,000 or something. But uh, we've kind of plateaued. And so if, you, if you're a, an avid listener... We used to do this a lot. I feel like we've given it a little bit of a break. Uh, we'd certainly appreciate it if you if you share the podcast or share the posts we do about it. Spread let, the word. Let people know about it. And I, I mean, obviously it serves us a little bit. Um, but I also think that there's people out there that still would like what we're doing, fish this region, and would, uh, would like to listen that don't even know about it. Because we don't have a ton of 
Well, we're just, once again, two dumb fishing guides. We don't have a great way to blow it up into the world. And Certainly. Make sure people who, you know, we don't want people who don't care about it listening to it. We want people who care about it to listen to it. And I think there's a lot of them out there that don't know about it. So, uh, do us a favor. Help uh, us out. Help us out. Help your buddies out. And uh, share the podcast. Make sure. Oh, man. We need one of those. We do. They're trolling at the... That's the perfect spinner speed right there, They're man. crushing it. Yeah. I just lost one over there, too. They're heading right for my spot. <laughs> going to yell at some kids right yeah. now? <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap the podcast up. Yeah, I need to yell at some children about fishing my spot. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. We'll see you next week.